You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Welcome to It's My Money, brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. Brenthurst Wealth has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020 and is always in the top quartile in that particular category. With me today from Brenthurst Wealth, talking to us from Stellenbosch, is Sonia Duplessis. And we're going to talk about Sonia today. Sonia, we're going to talk about uh, income funds, which is something we don't really talk about very much, or I don't talk about in my podcast, because they're viewed as sort of rather pedestrian and boring. And I think during turbulent times, that's why you want to talk about them, because they offer, for example, pensioners a little bit of a breather from the ups and downs of the, for example, equity markets. Hello, Lindsay, and hello to your listeners. Thank you. Yes, so the piece that I sent you is about the benefits of including income funds in a portfolio, and that would be for young and old, but in this case, more for the older generation or for retired individuals. And, you know, like you mentioned, it is seen as more the vanilla or the boring asset class or fund class to be in, but there's definitely a space for it in your greater portfolio. And in the volatile times that we are in, you know, there's definitely a space for you know, you'd be silly if you don't have income funds in your portfolio. Well, let's start at the beginning, so, if we can, Sonia, because yes. you have to explain what an income fund is. Because I have to admit, because I cover them so infrequently, I don't really know what an income fund is. Please tell me more. So an income fund is a combination of cash and bonds. So the portfolio manager, usually it is a unit trust fund, and the portfolio manager is mandated only to have cash and bonds in the portfolio. And depending on where he or she sees fit or the best growth possibilities will move between cash and bonds. But at the moment with South African bonds being in such a good spot or place to be in, you know, there would be a higher allocation to bonds. So the no equity exposure, some of the income funds have a little bit of offshore in there, but very little. But the main two asset classes would be would be cash and bonds. The reason to have an income fund is mainly to to give investors a better return compared to money market. Um, You know, money market funds at the moment, you know, South African money market funds won't give you such a good return. But if you include income funds, you you can try and get about two to three percent better return in an income fund. And that's because there's two different asset classes in an income fund rather than a money market fund, which is just one, I think. Yeah, I only think, cash. I think that's right, yeah. Who should look at an income fund? Who benefits most from an income fund? So all age groups can benefit from an income fund. For example, if you take a younger person that just sold, and ha- sold a house or received a bonus and wants to park that money for a while, a couple of months before purchasing another property, then it would make sense to put it in an income fund for a couple of months or just over a year. Yeah. And then, so so younger people will definitely benefit from it, but more your older generation or retired individuals will benefit the most from an income fund. You know, just to give you a practical example, if someone retires now, we would put about two to three years income in an income fund unit trust within the portfolio and then that client will draw down from that income fund his monthly 
income, if that makes sense. So we would work out, for example, he requires 15,000 rand a month income, and we would draw that down from the income fund. And then once it is depleted after three years, we would top it up again from from the growth fund, so from the equity-linked funds. And the reason why we do that is, and and especially in the times that we are in now, you don't necessarily necessarily want to draw down on a monthly basis from an equity-linked fund where the values are choppy and might be down, then you are drawing down from it as well. So by putting it in an income fund, you are keeping the equity funds in a separate bowl and that is growing. So that would be for retired individuals. Okay, so different age groups and different people with different aspirations at a different stage of their economic cycle or their personal finance cycle can use income funds for different reasons. Now, you've mentioned a few of the benefits of an income fund, Sonia, but maybe you could list the ones. So what what are the general benefits of an income fund? And then I'll ask you another question afterwards, which I'll remind you of once you've answered the first one. What sort of percentage out of every 100 rand in your portfolio should be in an income fund? But first of all, all the benefits of an income fund please yeah so the, the main benefit is that it, it's it's aiming to give you a better than money market return so it's got like we said now it's got an extremely low risk profile and having money in an income fund the aim there is to get you a better than money market return and you know Lindsay, just on that point i sent you a different graph south africans are very nervous to invest and research has shown us that there's an amount of 1.57 trillion yeah. as at the end of June 2022 sitting in in total household bank deposits and that amount has increased in the last 12 months by 114 billion you know just to break that down i mean a trillion is a million million so you know it's an enormous amount of money <laughs> just sitting in in cash and money market and it shows you what a that, waste, that Sonia. Clients, yeah, it is a waste. <laughs> but it shows you how nervous people are to invest money, and it's understandable, you know, with with everything going on in the world, um, you know, it's understandable why people and companies are nervous to invest their money in equity markets. Yeah. But we feel that. You know, by moving that just to income funds, you're not really increasing the risk. You're increasing it slightly, not not much, but at least there you can get a two to three percent better return compared to money market. But South Africans have always been that way. I mean, I'm just going off at a tangent here, Sonia. But South Africans have always been risk averse. I remember uh, speaking to the old. um, Unit Trust Association of, of South Africa, and I can't remember the woman that, that that ran it. And she said, "Lindsay, we are we are completely risk averse in in South Africa, mm. and we we like to put things in safe hands or in in safe investments or so called safe investments. And of course, this is where companies like Brentos Wealth come in in order to try and change that perception and change that behaviour, Sonia." Yes, yeah, I think Lindsay, it you know it comes historically from. You know, being a developing market country, our money market rates are relatively high compared to offshore. So, you know, some people think getting five, six percent in money market is good. And, you know, it's not. If you compare that to inflation, we're yeah. going off the point of it now. But if you look at what inflation is at nine percent at the moment, 
you know, you're not really keeping up with inflation. So research has shown by keeping your money in, mar- in money market over an extremely long period of time, you're definitely just moving backwards. You have to bring in equity exposure to get inflation beating returns at the end of the day. Of course you do. His- history tells us that. One of the questions you ask is what is an yeah. appropriate investment horizon? You say, to be clear, and this is, these are your words, I'm not suggesting you shift your entire entire portfolio to an income fund and again that comes to back to that second question which was part of a previous question what sort of percentage should you have i mean obviously depends on your investment goals your age etc your propensity to take on risk but what would you say is an appropriate income fund exposure percentage wise percentage wise you know it depends on what the aim is or what the goal is with the money so if it's for for example a retired individual Anything between 10 and 30% of the portfolio can go into to income funds if it's a very risk-averse client. And we do get that. You know, sometimes you get a client that will tell me, Sonia, I really just do not want any risk. And as much as I, I will try to convince him or her to bring in more equity exposure, they really just do not want any risk. You know, we can put in 100% in an income fund. But ideally for a retired individual between 10 and 30%, for a younger individual, you know, maybe 10, only 10 or 15% in an income fund. So it very much depends on risk profile and where the life stage of that client on how much we will put into, into an income fund. And then the other thing that I just want to touch on also, Lindsay, is now with this whole grey listing story looming in the background or on the horizon, possibly for, for South Africa, You know, it might make sense for a person going into retirement now in the next two to three months to add more into an income fund just to sit it out and see what happens. So if if there's something like that on the horizon, it would make sense to put more in an income fund just to to play it safe. Um, You sent me a graph from um, 91. I know you work quite closely with 91. It's the 91 Diversified Income Fund. Have you got any statistics, Sonia, about how income funds have performed over the last couple of years? Yes, this graph that I sent you is over the last 10 years. So from 2012 to 2022, two bar charts next to each other where income fund has consistently, on average, given a 1.6% outperformance over money market on an annual basis. But you'll see, Lindsay, on, like, for example, 2012 and 2016, income funds, or 2015, 2012 and 2015, income fund has almost given a 4% higher growth rate compared to money market. So, you know, it's almost a no-brainer that that you should not park your funds in money market for an extremely long period. Income funds are definitely a much better spot to keep your money if you don't want to take risk. And the other thing that I also want to mention, Lindsay, that we didn't touch on, yeah. one of the other big benefits of an income fund is you get daily pricing. So, you know, with money market, you often have to lock up your funds for, you know, sometimes it's seven days or three years where with an income fund, you get daily pricing. So within three to five working days, you can draw out your money. So, okay. so, so it's goal, accessible, yeah, yeah. and yeah. liquid as well, which is, which is terribly, terribly yes. important. Your final paragraph says the following, Sonia. 
We all know that markets can be uncertain. If you can't stomach that uncertainty, but want to earn market beating returns, then income funds are really your friend. And Sonia, thank you very much for that insight. I learned a few things today and I hope other people did as well. Sonia Duplessis is head of Brentos Wealth in Stellenbosch. And that was It's My Money. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.